Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. I've called this episode A New Earth because if anything's going to signify a new earth, it's going to be the North Node in Taurus. It's going to be Uranus as well in Taurus. And um, now we're going to get Jupiter in Taurus and a new moon in Taurus. So there's a lot going on in Taurus and I just want to expand on all the luscious themes um, of the planet that, the, or the sign that signifies planet Earth, Mother Nature in all her fecundity. And I was just thinking a really good example of someone who'd be really very Taurian would be Marie Antoinette, who it was totally, you know, that let them eat cake. That's so Taurian. Let them eat cake. She was covered in luxuries, untold luxuries, living in the most amazing palace in the most luxurious conditions and absolutely refusing to believe that her time had come and sticking fast, stubborn, stubbornly refusing not to leave the palace and um, obviously to her own end. But there's there's a good character to think about that maybe with this Taurian energies coming up that we ought to embody some Marie Antoinette, especially when um, the authorities are trying not to let us eat cake as it were. So there has been a lot of activity in Taurus. There's been planets, there's been the, Mer the Mercury retrograde and um, Jupiter is now going to come along and expand all those issues that it's brought up. Now, Jupiter does this. Jupiter will expand anything, whether it's good or bad. So if Jupiter comes along to, say, a relationship point in your chart and you are having a difficult time, Jupiter's just going to expand that, you know, and, and likewise, if you're having a wonderful time, it will expand that too, you know, and if it gets to your career point, whatever's going on in your career, whether you're, you know, got to the bottom and starting to dig, it's going to expand that as well as if you're going sky high rocket. So, um, but obviously before, before any planet gets to into the new sign, you know, Jupiter's got a few days, the sort of 11th, 12th of May to the 16th stuck at the anoretic degree of Aries. And that's going to be quite explosive anyway, since we've just had um, a new moon eclipse on that anoretic degree. So there's going to be, you know, that's like another boost, another big explosion. And of course, on that day, when we had the 29 degree uh, solar eclipse we had um the rocket that didn't that rocket that went successfully went off but exploded so potentially we've got more of that kind of stuff to come when jupiter sits for you know five days on the last degree of aries before it gets into um taurus now think when we started the pandemic all the astrologers were Oh, sorry, all the astrologers were looking at Saturn in Capricorn and Pluto in Capricorn. Now, Pluto obviously was in Capricorn for 15 years and it's still got a little bit more to go. It's going to dip back. But um, when Saturn and Pluto, two malefics, two kind of uh, challenging um planets got together at the end of Capricorn, you know, that's enough. That's that's quite a 
digging deep because both of them are karmic planets, uh, Pluto and and Saturn. You know, Pluto is your karmic that karma that you, you you reach your destiny that you feel. Oh my God, I didn't realize this, and it's all panning out. But it's your inner karma, your inner world that really needs to transform. That then transforms the outer world so much more successfully than anything else. But the Saturn is what you have to do. The challenges that you meet on the outside world um, and, and things that you come up to, the manifest world, the, the things that you achieve in that world. So they're both kind of coming together. So that's a thorough kind of going through upgrade, but challenge on both those levels. So that's a complete level in itself. But then what happened when this, when they met at the beginning of the pandemic, so as to cause the pandemic and change everything, was that Jupiter then came along to sit on both Saturn and Pluto. Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter. I mean, that is such um, a powerful meeting. And we all know what then transpired because that was in Capricorn and it was the business world and we had all the autocrats, all the globalists, all the politicians, governments, big pharma, big this, big everything, all telling us how to live our lives and getting... I mean, the transfer of wealth, the phenomenal transfer of wealth upwards during the pandemic is, I think, illegal and corrupt. But um, we knew that that was going to be because Pluto is here to show us what is corrupt. Anyway, so you see how Jupiter will come along to any situation, and just expand it and kick it up sky high. So that's what we've got coming now for because of these so many planets in in Taurus now which is also an earth sign and these Capricorn Taurus Virgo earth signs well known as and mostly Taurus don't really like to move too much don't really like to budge so it does take a few planets like this coming along to 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 make things happen to make sure that they do move and of course Uranus is Definitely, uh, Uranus has been in Taurus for uh, since May 2018. Has has is really making sure the Earth is moving. We are moving. So to clarify, that is we have the North Node, the destiny point that is in Taurus now, and that's been there nearly 18 months. Going to go move on in July. So, um, but goes backwards through through Taurus. Then we have Mercury already. And Mercury's been doing its retrograde. We're in Mercury retrograde in Taurus. But also uh, then Salome, the asteroid Salome, who is the dance of the seven veils, an initiatory um, priestess, mystery school dance, not a, not a, a exotic dance as kind of is portrayed in the common in the mainstream. But anyway, we've also then got Uranus, crazy ass Uranus and the sun all in Taurus right now. So Jupiter is about to come along and kick that ass to global proportions for all the themes that these planets in Taurus are igniting, shall we say. The Taurus themes the Marie Antoinette themes are being 
you know, they're being discussed at high levels right now. And they're being discussed at high levels because of the planets or Pluto in Capricorn and what's been happening in Capricorn, because they are the ones that are going to discuss it in high levels. But now that shift is happening into Aquarius, the people are going to start talking about these things. The people are going to be aware of the things that were happening in the Capricorn world um, to the Taurian earthly conditions. So it's like things like who owns the food supply? You know, the governments want to take over the food supply. Big food want it. The five main food companies want it. And, you know, the Chinese smallhold farming, smallholders, they lost their farms to the government. Then the Indian farmers, they then had a mass riots. Those are the riots that Justine Trudeau came and stepped in and tried to pretend he was a... He was the voice of reason, uh, so that I think the farmers, uh, the Indian farmers, prevented the government taking over their small holdings. And now the Dutch farmers are doing exactly the same. And it's going to be happening in, in other places as well. That you know, slowly, slowly, the gov the farmers are not able to earn a living from the land as they would once would because of all the conditions um, and because of factory farming levels, not natural farming levels, and so. These are all big ideas that are going to be brought to life now with Jupiter coming into Taurus. And of course, you know, there's the idea, do we then go and eat insects? I think there was a survey done of the kids a kids in a school or in a school district and, and it was like 90% they all wanted to eat insects. And you think, well, that's the future then. <clears throat> the kids want it. But of course they were going, God, yeah, of course we'll eat insects. Um, but whether that becomes a reality is another thing. But or are we going for the lab grown meat? You know, there's these issues coming up about our food supplies. Um, are we having the indoor farming and irrigation that you where you have the, the plants growing on different levels, which is completely disconnected to the elementals, uh, <clears throat> which, you know, is a spiritual idea about farming as well. The biodynamic farming it has to be connected to the earth, not on trays going up and up layers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also the idea of organic farming and veganism. All those ideas are major Taurus, Mother Earth themes that are now going to be really brought to our attention. And talking of Mother Earth and all her resources, you know, things like the lithium, the cadmium, the cobalt, all those um, those precious minerals that were needed to create the batteries for all the cars that the government told us that we needed to be driving electric cars. You know, all those need to be mined out of the ground and the conditions they're mined in are appalling and also the fact that they are a finite resource uh, even less of a finite resource than than fossil fuels and of course they're saying that fossil fuels are mad and um, I, are, are finite as well but I read somewhere that you know we are told fossil fuels are the um, the debris the composted debris of millions billions of years of fossils but someone said, who told you that? How do you know that? And that was the perceived wisdom. But is it actually true? And started to unravel it. And it's an actually quite an interesting um, area to go down if you want to Google that to see what actually are fossil fuels. Is that just is that perceived wisdom that we've just accepted? And it has, isn't actually because there's another idea, just like with the water, that there is an infinite amount of fossil fuel for us anyway. And that idea that we don't want to be that, you know, like the planet, 
apparently has an infinite source of the purest, cleanest water. I think it's called premium water. And we're not allowed to, we're, we're prevented from the idea of knowing it is there because if we knew that we had this clean water like if we knew that we could get free energy and the fossil same with the fossil fuels our consciousness would change the consciousness or idea that we would suddenly understand that we were here on planet earth with all her rich resources and um and that we didn't have to do the slavery drudgery idea to 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 extract them and um, so that's the idea of how our consciousness might change if these resources became so profoundly available. Um, and perhaps our consciousness will change around these ideas because Pluto, who will always want unnerving, deep and intense evolution, is in Aquarius, which is our consciousness. So there is this idea that, you know, whatever's happening to the earth and its resources is going to change how we believe in ourselves and our our position here, just like when we see for the first time what planet Earth looks like when we're off planet. Not that we ever are, but the astronauts and the planes and the idea is kind of that we look back and we go, wow, that, that puts it in a completely different perspective. Um, but more, more, so the resources of planet Earth also then turn into money, cash, wealth, all Taurus themes. And we're talking about the distribution of wealth. I've just mentioned that during the pandemic, the uh, redistribution of wealth um, to certain parties uh, and increasing the billion, the amount of billionaires on the planet is 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 corrupt if, if we really understood how how that worked. Uh, yet we're in a cost of living crisis and we're not allowed, to, uh, we're prevented from having as much uh, gas because it's involved in a war. All those kind of ideas that this, our free flow of abundance and money and cash is being questioned now that these planets are here in Taurus. And now again, when, when Jupiter joins us, it's going to be a major issue. And of course, you know, the idea that potentially, and even Elon Musk has said this, that, that, that we all get a universal basic income um, or, you know, in the idea, the next step, you will own nothing and be happy. But the universal basic income that we should all get um, for starters, whether you work or not, is is potentially a very Taurus idea. Um, and then, of course, then we go on to using cash I'm a big proponent of going to the bank, getting out of ward of cash and paying for things with cash. People are delighted when you pay with cash, actually. Small businesses are delighted when you pay with cash. And, and it is a much better feeling to do that. I know and it's great to just go blip and go. But cash is king. And so please um, keep using the cash because it's the huge potential that we might lose it. And this will come into the fore in the coming year. And Taurus also represents the land, Mother Earth. And of course, the land, are we now being divided into 15 minute cities? Is BlackRock and Vanguard, are they buying up all the land and small, low income rentals so that these people who would be renting them cannot buy their own starter homes? And so they keep them in perpetual renting, perpetual low income. It's a, it's a cycle that's been perpetuated because of the distribution of land. Um, and who has just become the largest farming landowner in America? I'm not going to go go there. But anyway, you know who that is. And, you know, it's, it's this resources and what we're doing with the land and how we distribute it that Taurus will, is, is going to focus on. 
Because if you think that the biggest hotel chain now has no property, has actually, doesn't actually own any property, but of course that's Airbnb. You know, the biggest shop is that the biggest shop in the world now has no stock, ha doesn't buy any stock. That's such a tourist thing. You know, the, the, the shop that you buy things from, they're so Taurian. But this shop now has no stock. Of course, that's Amazon. And then the biggest taxi service, you know, has no cars because uh, you know, all the cars are owned by the taxi drivers. They buy their own cars. So so these these ideas, you know, that we're distributing up the land and the goods from it are prevalent now. And of course, then we come to the idea that Taurus is our body and, you know, the ideas of the, the ideas around my body my choice you know whether you can obtain a, an abortion or not whose right is it to say that whose right is it to say that you must have a medical procedure or take a mes medical um condition um th this is rife in our day and i think that's going to become explosive topic because there aren't it's not i'm not just talking about the vaccine i'm talking about this on many levels of people being forced to take drugs they don't want to or conditioned to believe that the drugs are going to work and um you know such as statins for instance and actually the, the actual data behind it is is um appalling so um the data behind it and also uh, people's lived experience of these drugs so the idea of you know oh you, you you know we're into a conditioning where we let the state look after our bodies i think there's going to be a massive shift back to no 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 this is me um this is what i want and also then not so much the um the gender thing not so much the actual gender thing but the idea that we can change our physicality to our whim we can change a gender because of um uh, an idea we have when we're five or uh, you know that the, 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 that can be changed by various medical procedures um which you can submit to which are irreversible um i think that's almost that's playing it's not playing god it's playing the devil isn't it so here in taurus land we are going to be focusing on that a lot more so not just the gender issue but the physical issues of that what that does to someone and as well within sports you know that is does it is it some of the physical side of that is irreversible but actually does the physicality the power change enough for men to play in female sports I'm putting that out there <laughs> because maybe one day it will. But right now, I don't think it does, as evidenced by some of the um, um, what's been going on with the athletic authorities who have obviously opened the door to that somewhat already. So so with Taurus here, it's body sovereignty, body embodiment. And it's my body and it's my choice is really going to be the prevalent call. For this but some of these themes in Taurus is also are resonating when we've had the Pluto in Capricorn and the Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn because they're both earth signs and um and so it's almost like a resonating where some of these ideas I'm talking about have been taken over by big business by the Capricorn idea the Capricorn the big business big pharma can own big pharma can own our bodies and make sure that we have medical procedures because they make money out of it big farming will make sure that we um 
can they can look after our food supplies and and therefore we don't take ownership of it you know these ideas that's gone capricorn are now coming back to us to embody in taurus because it now comes back to how we feel how does it feel in our body so instead of the big business takeover that we've had with the Capricorn stuff, we're now going, no, 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 it's coming back to us and how we feel and what Mother Nature says about that too. And Pluto has been in Capricorn for 15 years and it's currently in Aquarius at naught degree Aquarius, but it's going to go back it, back in June um, way back to America's Pluto return in October and come back again in um, January. So Pluto doesn't actually finally leave Capricorn till November 2024. So as much as we're going to go, yeah, we get this feeling with our um, Taurian ideas, the Taurian themes, there are still Pluto going, oh, hold on a minute, but big, big business, big pharma, big all these still want to own all of these procedures. So we're going to be fighting that as well. And there's the, the idea that the Pluto goes back into Capricorn, it shifts back, back to big government and then goes back to Pluto in Aquarius where it goes, no, big revolution, the people want it back kind of idea. So we're going to be processing a lot of change, stuff that, that where the, the big businesses have kind of taken over and then we're just going to grasp, hopefully grasp it back. And, you know, that's hugely creative for for humanity um, and how we might want to live in the future, how we might want to farm and do all those things. So it's, it's up to the man, to the people, to us communities to really um, to grasp this when Jupiter comes into Taurus, as well as when Pluto goes into Aquarius, which is Aquarius is the people. So Jupiter is going to move into Taurus on the 16th of May. And really, like I say, it's going to blow the bloody doors off. You know, it's like an awakening of our senses so that we're, we're going to feel stuff in our bodies much more keenly, like a heightened sensitivity. Um, and potentially that means more food sensitivities, more ideas like, oh, I'm going to be allergic to that or allergies coming about. And maybe there will be that huge swathe in allergies after people have taken so many uh, medications. And uh, so our physical health is going to be affected. We're going to feel stuff in our bodies so much more. And potentially that is also because Uranus in Taurus is, is bringing down electromagnetic frequencies. And potentially we become not only more sensitive to them, but uh, acclimatized to them. And um, potentially we might understand the way we might need to protect ourselves from these. So we have to then start listening to our bodies. Our body knows and um, wants to speak to us, wants to tell us when we should slow down, when we should prevent things. Even when we meet people, our body does a little fizz that we're just not good or bad, <laughs> that we might be... Um, would be much more aware of if we were to be tuned in and listening and used to listening to what our body tells us. At the moment, we've outsourced it to other people, to the doctor, to the teacher, to the whatever somebody else says. But actually living in your body and listening to your body is going to be the new way forward. And of course, wherever Jupiter is, it's hugely expansive. It wants you to step into the flow of abundance. And Jupiter, you know, is, a, is wants us to grow. It is growth, understanding the wisdom, the higher wisdom we get of experiencing something and therefore the pure potential. You know, um, Jupiter that is just in between Mars and Saturn. So the 
it sits there between the inner planets where we are very much connected with our day-to-day lives, our karma and our personalities, and then the outer generational planets. So it's kind of the, 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 the jump between the two where it acts kind of like the understanding of our place within a wider world. That's, that's where it sits. And so when it brings us things, it enables us to step up and, and grow. Um, Jupiter is also on the same or similar kind of trajectory as the asteroids. And I'm such a big fan of the asteroids, but it's um, not many people know there's two clouds of asteroids that Jupiter, one follows Jupiter and one is in front of Jupiter. And they're never going to meet because Jupiter stops the meeting. And I don't know who named them this, but they're called one cloud or asteroids is the are, is the Trojans, are the Trojans. And the other is are the Greeks. So the Greeks and Cho- Trojans are never going to meet in space in this cl- two clouds of asteroids circling, uh, circling the sun with with Jupiter in between. And I love that idea. But also there's Jupiter. Jupiter is such a massive planet. It's the biggest planet uh, of our in our solar system, in our um, kind of astrological repertoire. And it ha- has such a huge gravitational pull that when there's, there's flying orbit objects, flying items, debris, space debris, space rocks flying and they're coming towards Earth, Jupiter's gravitational pull pulls them away from hitting Earth. And that's why we don't get hit you usually look at the moon and how much the moon's been hit. We and other planets as well. We don't get hit because of Jupiter. So when you see these films, you know, Last Day on Earth and, you know, whatever they're called, Judgment Day, those um, um, asteroid films, which kind of quite good fun, especially when they got, um, what's his name in it? Ben Affleck. Um, when you have... When you see those films, you know, Jupiter prevents a lot of that stuff happening. So it's kind of not going to happen because of Jupiter. Jupiter's our protector. It's almost like our understanding of that. Um, So he's pulling away all this debris and rocks from hitting Earth and acts like his huge shield around us, a huge shield of, of um, the, yeah, the, the gravitational pull of Jupiter is our shield, our protector which is fascinating. So Jupiter gets the thumbs up. As much as I say he expands good and bad, he really is much more positive in the fact that you, even if the bad is there, it helps you look at it, come to terms with it, process it and move on. So yeah, we get a big thumbs up for Jupiter. It really is a good, um, a good planet with good energy vibes for us to grow with. And so we have a year of Jupiter in Taurus Um, for us to grow and understand and get to grips with all the themes that I've been mentioning, the the year of Marie Antoinette. And um, so he's going to be here till May 2024 and busting open all those things. And um, he's going to make uh, a couple of serious conjunctions. And the first serious conjunction is when Jupiter then crosses over the North Node destiny point. Now, the North Node... um, the North Node, as you know, is where we are heading. So when Jupiter comes along, it's like kapow, you know, there's this huge opening and opportunity. This is like the doorway, that thing in the Italian job when Michael Gain goes, I only said 
blow the bloody doors off when the whole thing is just blown sky high. And that's that's Jupiter coming along to our north node, leaving a great big chasm of where we're supposed to be heading and we're forced to go through. So it's huge opportunity. Um, so the north node, as much as Jupiter's coming in on the 16th of May, he is going to give that feeling is quite close to the north node already. And the north node has been at four degrees for the recent eclipse. And it will now have moved to three degrees by the time that Jupiter gets gets to it on the 31st of May. So from the 31st of May to the 3rd of June, like a four or five day window that Jupiter sits on the north node. And that's that's they, these are good days. This is like uh, amazing days for um, getting onto your health, what, how your body feels, th your wealth, making sure you feel good about the wealth and what's coming in, and potentially the looking at the lack, looking at your food, looking at your sensuality and how you feel about things, um, and maybe generate some really good feelings in your body. So that you want to feel, ha you know, how you want to feel in the future. You know, do you, you know you might have a vision board of, and, and you can see what your vision board looks like. But with Taurus here, you've got a feel in your body. What does that feel like? And and so at the, at the end of the month, it will be the when Jupiter meets the North Node. It's going to be a kick-ass opportunity to start feeling some of the ideas that you have in your head for what you want in your future, in your future life. The second date that is going to be quite important for Jupiter in Taurus is when Jupiter meets up with Uranus. You know, kapow. Obviously, Uranus is the crazy, you know, planet with the curveballs and the electrifying thunderbolts that come in and change your life dramatically. And Jupiter coming along, it's like, whoa, this is big. Now that, however, is not happening to mid-April 2024. So we've got a whole year of this, but I think there's enough of going on here for us to kind of get ready for when that does happen. Now, the strange thing about this conjunction is that it's going to mimic the conjunction, the, the big conjunction of 2022, when the Mars and the North Node and Uranus all con made a conjunction at kind of around like between 19, 20, 21 degrees of Taurus. And of course, this conjunction is happening at 21 degrees Taurus. This is like a hotspot now. This is like the hotspot, the doorway. This is where everything is moving towards. And in fact, I might go and I will do this, in fact. Yes, so I'm going to look up the 21 degree Taurus symbol, the Sabian symbol. And as you know, there's a Sabian symbol for every uh, point in the zodiac. And this one is a moving finger points to significant passages in a book. And what they're saying is this is balanced guidance with self-determination. So, um, you know, looking looking for answers. So, yeah, a, a moving finger points to passages in a book. So let's let's see um, <clears throat> how that might transpire or be relevant when this conjunction happens. But um, yeah, I think it's going to resonate with what happened last year. So they're two years apart. And um, I look when that that last conjunction happened, I wanted to look up what was going on um, in the previous time. There was conjunctions in Taurus with North Node, Uranus and um, with Mars. And what I found was that this happened when there was the great train robbery, the, the 
I know there's been films about the Great Train Robbery, but when the actual Great Train Robbery happened, it was in the Victorian times and there was a whole ton of gold bullion, actual gold bars, it's so Torian, that were actually stolen. So it was like this shift of wealth away from, um, you know, on a moving train as well, going across land and there's these really audacious, which is the Mars and Uranus energy of it, audacious attempt at stealing gold stealing wealth which is the Taurus aspect of it um, and when this happened a year ago China and Russia decided to back or put their monetary systems onto the gold standard and here is the rest of the western world going heading towards the fiat money and its demise and then potentially or on purpose heading towards the central bank's digital currency away from anything so that our money isn't backed by anything significant anything real and the the being backed by something real is the Taurus aspect it's proper wealth from the land so that was kind of quite one of the things i discovered when looking back at these these um very similar aspects that happened in previous times. And then the time before that, it was the Crimean War. The Crimean War, which was a pointless war in Russia. When the Crimea was trying to be annexed or taken over by Russia and the French didn't like it and the, and the English didn't like it. So we went over there, got stuck into a pointless war that had nothing to do with us. How much does that resonate to what is going on today? I mean, phenomenal and then and then you know what i was saying earlier that you know then there's blackrock or vanguard who having meetings blackrock all had meetings with zelensky last week president of ukraine and they all having this meeting because blackrock have um provided because they own the arms arms they provided all the war materials and they're now actually going to provide all the infrastructure and build the homes and obviously then put the whole of ukraine onto rented accommodation so that they're perpetually rich and the ukrainian and have to rent their property for eternity unless they get a lucky break. So that's what's going on with, with this wealth of the land that we see on repeat with, um, with these aspects when we kind of look into them. I find it super interesting. But anyway, this next conjunction I'm talking about isn't happening till April 2024. Much before that, i.e., next week in within the week on the 19th of may we have a lovely new moon in taurus it's on the 19th of may at 16:53 british summer time so um an hour ahead of central europe an hour behind central european yeah european time 8 hours bef behind no 8 hours in front of pacific 5 hours in front of eastern um and so this New moon is happening at 28 degrees Taurus. Um, it's going to be in a wide conjunction to Uranus itself, but it's still a conjunction. Um, so uh, and a nine degree conjunction, we're going to use an orb of 10. So that's a nine degree orb for that conjunction. So it's still, it's still conjunct Uranus, crazy ass Uranus. And then it's also going to be sextile to Neptune in Pisces where anything could happen. And the sextile is quite a fruity kind of um, opening of of, uh, of flourishing of imagination and visions and, and idealism. So, wow, that is a really powerful new moon that we've got coming up. This is like a, a magical 
and I say the magical because of the Neptune in Pisces part, a magical flourishing of Earth's riches that that are really going to go kapow. Maybe, and it's slightly volcanic, I have to say, but, you know, with, with Uranus being quite close as well, but maybe there is some wonderful discovery of something really powerful going to be happening that right before our eyes on this day, on the 19th of May. Are we going to burst forth with wonderful riches and um, oh, are our bodily functions going to be really telling us what, where it's at um, in the health sense as well, as well as the sex sense? This is like a second spring. You know, even if you're in the southern hemisphere going into winter, this is like spring is here in a, in a very fruity sexual way. And um, so this is quite exciting for this new moon in Taurus for money, your body, for your sexuality, for what you what the food you eat, everything. So with this new moon, we are now out of eclipse season. But of course, the next full moon in Taurus will be the last eclipse of the Taurus Scorpio axis that's been going on for the last 18 months because of course this year we've had an eclipse in each in four different signs in four different elements and so then the next full moon in the next lunation in Taurus after this new moon is the full moon in Taurus which is on the 28th of October the last one in this series um, and it's actually going to be at five degrees Taurus which and the north node was at four degrees Taurus where the for the coronation eclipse and this is going to be conjunct King Charles's own moon, he's got a moon in Taurus, and King Charles's own north node, four degrees north node. So he is definitely going to be in the spotlight for these issues. Um, I've seen him become a member or friendly, friendly with the World Economic Forum. So is he going to be the person that that revolts in here? You know, a moon in Taurus isn't likely to revolt, but he does want good for the land. So there is a huge opportunity there. Um, is he going to be charging ahead like a bull into some of these issues? Is he going to use his power in the right way? Um, so that is something to consider because I think this new moon may kick something off for him um, and for all of us in the sense of how are we going to embody and get used to some of, of the issues that are coming up today. So for this period, I'm saying get used to listening to what your body tells you. Get used to going, this is how I feel and this is what I'm going to stay how I feel, even when you're told something that's opposite. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. Do not be cut off when someone says, oh, you're racist or you're, you know, it's the, the way to shut someone down nowadays is, is just to cut them off with some um, name calling. So please stay in your body. And you know, it's that it's when I say listen to your body, it's like that time when you wake up in the middle of the night and you've heard a sound and suddenly for the next 10 minutes, you're just lying there awake, listening to what's going on in the house. And you can hear a little creak there or the cat or somebody snoring, those kind of things. And it's like that listening, listening into your own body, like you've just woken up in the middle of the night and your body was the house. You hear everything that's going on. And Obviously, that's hard to do when you're walking down the street or meeting people. But it's um, I think when Jupiter moves into Taurus and with all the other Taurus activity, we really are being called to listen to your body. It wants you to feel your wealth. It wants you to feel your health and the connection to Earth and is incredibly powerful. 
So I hope you found that interesting and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening.